0: Welcome to Happy Hour, a weekly careers podcast where we talk about work life from the perspective
1: of two real people. I'm Penny Blackmore, and I'm Brittany Bowring. da pa Could you please rate, review, and subscribe? We'd love that. That'd okay, be great. That's the end of the podcast. Bye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jokes.
0: Okay, this episode, guys, I'm really excited about it because every once in a while, Penny and I are like. Should we just like talk about a lot of stuff that's on our minds?
1: Because our our minds are just full of stuff.
0: They are the innards of our minds. Mostly
1: garbage.
0: <laughs> it can be scary what's yeah. going on up there.
1: Yeah. But you most don't even want to know.
0: It's fun. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I hope so. We're gonna be talking about work stuff, but we're also gonna be talking about other stuff. But you know, everything will just sort of it's gonna be wild. Yeah. Never, it's I mean, a
1: chit chat episode.
0: We don't even know what's gonna happen on this episode. Don't we? We kind of Okay, do. we do. We,
1: we kind do. of do. We planned it.
0: I mean, we do plan.
1: <laughs> we plan everything. Oh, can I just say? <laughs> yes. I read an article yesterday that was so annoying. It was like talking about how, and, and this is a valid point, that podcast advertising is not going to be, um, in two years' time, people are going to realize that podcast advertising is not a good investment. Yeah. Allegedly, which, it you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then they started out the article saying, Everyone's got a podcast because podcasts are easy. It's essentially just talking. I'm like, you what? clearly don't have a podcast. Yeah. We we spend at least, I would say like four or five hours on this each a week. For sure. It's It was really annoying. I'm like, if you have a shitty podcast, sure. Yeah, Maybe exactly. it doesn't take any effort.
0: I, yeah, it's like, yeah, exactly. It mm-hmm. doesn't take a lot of effort to produce a shitty podcast, but it also doesn't take a lot of effort to produce anything shitty. Exactly.
1: You so. can write a shitty article like yeah. that person. Yeah. His name I don't remember, lucky for them. Yeah, I was
0: just going to say, or you would have <laughs> definitely called him up. <laughs> That's
1: great. Okay, so what should we talk about?
0: Okay, the first thing that I just, this is one of the non-work Totally related things, Mm -hmm. but it's also
1: like that kind of work. It's life related. It's
0: life related. Um, so Penny and I both read this essay, and we didn't realize that we both read it, but we just discovered that this morning. But it's an essay by the editors at The Cut, and The Cut is a thing that we we often share articles from The Cut. Mm -hmm. It's um
1: the New New York Mag's like um women's section.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's great though. It's really great, and they basically came up with a few new. Um, emotions that should have names. I
1: love this so
0: much. It's really great. Um, Can you share your
1: favorite one? Okay, so uh, my favorites are Abundamort, (laughs) which is when you love someone or something so much, you feel like you might die. Yes. I feel like
0: that is such an emotion for you.
1: I've been walking around Brittany's house all morning just being like, Abundamort! (laughs) It really just rolls off the tongue as well. It
0: really does. And
1: then a current, like, major one for me is Buralysis, mm-hmm. which is paralyzing anxiety when confronted with bureaucracy, oh. which is literally every day of my life.
0: I feel uh, you, sister. Yeah. What Do you think I just got away with the snapping as an agreement? Oh, I love it. Yeah, because I know some people do that. Sometimes that the first time I've ever done it was just mm. now.
1: I'm, I lay it on really I thick. just
0: snapped. I snapped yeah. because I really agreed as penny. Amen. It's something that people do sometimes. Yeah, I love it. Oh, I am like, every time I think about the things I have to do for my taxes, for any kind of government thing, insurance, I'm like, fuck. Like I just can't even I can't even like make the moves to do it Mm. because I'm so anxious about
1: it. I think I really need like a German speaking husband to look after me. Yeah. Fuck feminism. Yeah. (laughs) I just need to make me a housewife. Honestly. I'm done. (laughs) <laughs> Having, I have to say, I'm not with my German
0: boyfriend because he's German. But, it but it, a perk. it's pretty great. Yeah, it is pretty great. Yeah,
1: yeah. I can't even read my mail. Okay, you okay bri- a couple What Couple other your ones. Favorites? A couple other
0: ones I wanted to share are jealousy.
1: Jalousie.
0: Jalousie. I was like, how do I pronounce that? I
1: think it's jealousy. Jealousy. Yeah.
0: So the feeling of being jealous of someone while also having a crush on them.
1: It's like the story of my entire life. I
0: fucking love that.
1: I love it so much too. I've had that very strongly at times. And it's funny because, like, my when I have a crush on someone, I'm generally quite mean to them. And then when I'm jealous mm. of someone, I'm also mean to them. So when you put those things together, these people mu- must like go home and cry. They For must sure. be like, honey, absolutely hates me. When really, I love them so and nice. I want their lives. Yeah. yeah.
0: I find I was, I like am often, I have big crushes on people that I'm maybe jealous is a little bit too, but like, in awe. Of. That
1: you admire. Exactly.
0: Of course. Yeah. yeah. So you have yeah. those kind of like pains of little jealousy things because you're like, what if I could, I
1: wish I could do that.
0: Mm. Um, but yeah, that's a really good one. Mm. Um, another one here is <clears throat> credit you. the sickening regret mingled with pleasure, denial, delusion and mania of walking into a store you don't belong in and buying something you cannot afford.
1: I don't know what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> Penny's never done that in her whole life. <laughs> I... I do like, yeah, I mean, it doesn't happen very often because mm. I try to be reasonable. But doing it, it's like it's the, I love the feeling,
1: even though it's. Oh, it's, I hate it. Oh, really? I hate it when you walk out and you're like, oh, my God. Why did I do that? Does it, do men do this? I don't hmm. think they do. Because a lot of the men I've known have not been real impulse shoppers. They yeah. plan things more.
0: They're like, I need this. Yeah. Therefore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that's true. Yeah. yeah I guess it is I guess it's like I like the feeling but then I definitely it definitely comes with like instant
1: regret Yeah, and then
0: I'm like why did I do that there's no reason
1: mm. I mean one mostly- time I like walked around yeah and then about an hour later I just walked straight back to the store and I just returned the thing oh good I was like I, can't, I, can't, I don't know what <gasps> I was thinking
0: why did I buy this <laughs> yeah it's like a real uh it's a it's a really stupid like I think it like sadly I think a big part of being in a store where you feel like, okay, I can't afford anything in here and then buying something. It's almost just to like prove that you're you, okay. Yeah, you, you know, that you were okay to be in there. Do you know
1: what it reminds place? me of? So Brit and I were talking the other day about terrorism. Um, and I was saying that one time I was on a train it was really busy and there was a bat, a guy like put a bag down on the platform when we were pulled up. So I was, like, stuck on the train. The mm. guy put the bag down. I've mm. told you this already, obviously. Sorry, it's really boring. But um, <laughs> he put the bag down and then he got on the train. And I was completely convinced it was going to blow up. But yeah. I was too embarrassed to, like, push my way off the train or make a scene. Yeah. So, like, I think it's that same sense of, like, sh- social shame. Yes. You're just like, oh, no, I can afford this. Of course I can. Absolutely. I'm an independent woman. Exactly. But you're not an independent woman, Penny.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Don't You're buy pathetic. things. Don't buy things you can't afford. Ever That's so important. Yeah. Okay, and the last one that I really like as well is called Itchy Teeth, which I thought is an
1: interesting name for it. It's great. Yeah, it's yeah. a good. Um, I think it's a good song title or book title as Definitely. well. Definitely,
0: it sounds like a book title. Yeah. Itchy teeth, um, the restless urge to explode your own life by doing something that can't easily be undone, like getting married, moving, becoming pregnant, starting a fist fight. Uh, <laughs> Also, a dramatic haircut, a different job, or a large tattoo could be items that you might feel a bit itchy teeth
1: oh, forever. Yeah, I mean I uh, these all just—they really speak to the zeitgeist, don't they? They really do. It's like this is where we're all at at the time. Like not knowing what the hell to do mm-hmm. about anything.
0: Yeah, mm. I think that. Um, I think you have to do this in your life every now and again, you know. Mm, I Just agree. Throw yourself a bit of a curveball. Mm. See how you react to it. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I gosh, mean, maybe not out. like that's going to ruin your life, you know.
1: What would ruin your life?
0: Exactly. Exactly. Taking Actually, up I'm reading, heroin. I'm reading this. <laughs> I'm reading this book, and um, I'm not going to tell you what it's about because it's a bit of a downer. But there was like a conversation between two people, and the person was like, "Whichever choice you make." it's going to be the right choice, Mm. you know? And it was like this really simple way of putting it, but it's like, yeah, that's true. Totally. It's like any choice you make, it'll be the right one for you at the time, whatever. And like, you have to just kind of be okay with that, you know?
1: Sometimes I also think to myself, like when I went home and my parents saw some of my tattoos, I remember saying to them, (laughs) this is really obnoxious. It's Mm -hmm. a real teenager thing to say. My mum just looked at it and my dad was like, Oh, well, I'm pretty disappointed. And I'm like, but when you think about it, in the scheme of things, nothing I do or ever do could be of any consequence to anything. (laughs) And they were just like looking at me blankly staring. They were like, who are you? I love that. But it's true. Like nothing you do matters at all.
0: Well, that is, I mean, (laughs) I don't, I, I mean, yes,
1: yes. I'm kind of joking.
0: Yes. But it's it, it it really is like, I mean, that's absolutely true, um, except for I don't want to condone everybody just doing whatever they want that's all the true. time.
1: Yeah, 100%. Um,
0: I love the fact that I have a tattoo and everybody every time that I tell people I have one, even if people knew before, even if I'm. 100% sure that they knew I had a tattoo or at some point I told them they always are like you had a tattoo you just forgot that I, forgot. I had one right <laughs> everyone does this oh, it's hilarious
1: it mustn't be on your visible body it's not no mm. no
0: it's not on my visible body but it's not in like a crazy place it's like on the side of my um Have like I right under it? my like like below my armpit you know on like the, on my like ribs kind of on the ribs May, I feel like, of course, you have. Like, I mean, what is it? <laughs> I'm not gonna tell. You have to tune into next week's episode oh, to find out what my this tattoo is killing me. It off again. Okay, great, thanks. Um, so basically, I had a couple of conversations that came up this week that I thought we could discuss on the pod because they were very much career work related. Perfect. Um, and they're very much interrelated as well, which mm-hmm. I found kind of interesting. So great. the first conversation was about if you can actually find um or or, or discover red flags before you actually start working somewhere, like mm. figure out if this place is actually like a hellhole or mm. if it's like, full of kind of decent people. Mm. And then the other conversation I was having, which is very much tied to this, um, this girl on Instagram, we were chatting back and forth, and she was like, I have a question for the pod. Okay. Oh, so this is what it was about. So basically... She has been interviewing a lot and also been involved in interviews in her own uh, company, yep. right? So she's interviewing externally, oh, yeah. but also she's in interviewing internally. Mm-hmm. Um, And she's often part of these cultural fit interviews. Mm. And she really was in a, in a job that she really hated, and she was kind of convinced the company was, like, totally messed up and done for, right? Mm. So then she was asked to be in these cultural interviews when they're hiring people, and she felt really like she had to lie in these cultural interviews because they're asking her questions about yeah. stuff. Yeah. And she she can't be like, this place sucks. Run for your life, right?
1: Um, so she does she, the Melania Trump eyes, like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> Get me out of here. And she just passes a note to oh, them as they leave, fuck like, fuck. please call 911. Totally.
0: If you know of a good job, let me know. So— so basically, um, this is happening, but then also it got her thinking about when she's interviewing externally for a new position and she's part of these cultural interviews. Like how much she, can she actually trust what people are saying to her mm. in these like cultural fit interviews? It's like a bit of
1: a, a muddy, muddy situation. You yeah. Know? I have so what many thoughts about this. Yeah. So first of all, keep in mind that your experience of a job is only your experience. Yes. It might not be… an objective experience totally um so I've had garbage times at jobs where everyone else has loved it that's because I'm a good... difficult
0: person. <laughs> no, but that's such a good point because the reason you're having a difficult time could be your direct manager mm. who, and that person who the new hire isn't going to be involved with them at all. Or it could be just like the fact, like a, an ongoing difficult relationship that you have at the company or something yeah. like that. Like yeah. Like that's happened to me Or before. maybe like
1: you got onboarded the wrong way and then you yes. fucked a few things up and then you, had, a, you yeah. had to fight to get things back. Whatever. I mean, like just keep that in mind. So like that's a company point. might feel really crap to you but that's not necessarily the way it's going to be for everyone so Mm -hmm. try and think about like the uh, the things that you've noticed everybody saying that they like about the company the things that can't be disputed that's good like for example everyone might have a really nice time at lunch on Fridays yeah like maybe the team really gets along yeah even if they hate the manager focus on the team getting along.
0: Yeah, you know I think what that's I, mean? I think that's a really great point. Mm. Yeah. It's like bring up the things that you know to be good and mm. just focus on those. Yeah. No one's asking you to lie in a cultural fit interview, yeah. nor should you. Like you shouldn't tell the person that you absolutely love it Mm. like use specific language that might even I mean not that you want to like tell them that you're unhappy but you also don't want to be like I'm so happy here it's the best place ever when you don't actually feel that way yeah you can just say like everybody really loves you know the fact that we're all kind of we have this real team spirit Mm. and we hang out and like it really feels like you're a part of something bigger but you don't have to say I yeah you know yeah I
1: feel this I feel that 100% and also like if you're the person being interviewed and you're trying to get more information mm. I think the first step is to figure out like what's really important to you because you can't actually have everything yeah so what are the things that are not you are not willing to go without um, in terms of culture and values and that sort of thing and then basically like you can ask direct questions about that yeah like you can say to someone who's interviewing you they'll be like okay so what what, uh? do you have any other questions at the end of the interview? And you're like, okay, so I just want to know what's more valued here. Is it more valued for us to like potentially take some time to do, make a better out- output or is it more valuable for us to like put heaps of stuff out there really fast and yeah. like learn from it through failure? So yeah. you're posing both those questions in a positive way, but it's, it's totally reasonable to ask that question. It's a great um, question as well. Yeah, and if you're like – if you're like me, I like to put a lot of stuff out there fast and see what works. Mm-hmm. That's my preference. And so, if they were like, "Oh, well, we like to spend six to eight months roll- months rolling out a project. We like to have lots of meetings, da da da," and then I'm like, "Okay, well, this is not for me." Yeah, um, I'll be
0: just sucking. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like don't totally.
1: you're allowed to ask questions and just maybe phrase them before, like have a little reflection on how you're going to phrase them before you go into the interview.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a really – it's it's interesting because I've also been thinking a lot about, like, the way that people talk about colleagues, like, internally yeah. and stuff, yeah. and even just, like, to each other. Mm. And it's, it's kind of, like, an interesting um, – the closet's really, like, sorry. closing in on me.
1: It's, like, swallowing okay. me.
0: Apparently, I've been shopping lately. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But there, it is a full closet. And things are, like, things are literally covering Fanny. It's hilarious. <laughs> okay, sorry. Back to the serious stuff. So the way that you, like, talk about your colleagues to other colleagues, mm. I think this is something that I feel like is getting a little bit, like, people are slipping up a little bit more these days. Do you like, think? Yeah, I feel like, well, or maybe not. Maybe,
1: yeah. I, don't I feel know. like I'd like to know, but I don't know. You know yeah. what I mean? I only have my experience.
0: Yeah, I just feel like it's very surprising to me when people talk about their colleagues and they're just like, oh, like, well, that's how this person is, you know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and then the yeah, other co- right. the colleagues are like, oh, yeah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that person's not here, and this feels like maybe yeah. it's you know. Yeah. I always found that 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 very surprising. How freely people will do that because I feel we'll like Shit on their colleagues. Basically. Yeah, I feel like it's
1: very inappropriate. You know? Yeah, I mean, like I definitely am guilty of like, to, like bad mouthing colleagues, but generally only to my colleague friends.
0: Right. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't <laughs> yeah. do it just
1: in front of anyone, and I definitely wouldn't do it in front of like an external person or a client or whatever right yeah. Um, yeah yeah yeah
0: it's interesting because you can kind of that I guess that's a really perfect indicator of how comfortable your colleagues feel with you mm-hmm. right if they start shit talking people you're like oh yeah we're, we're like they feel quite cl- close to me and that I can be trusted which yeah. is kind of an interesting uh, dynamic
1: Actually, on this is funny because what I was watching Homeland last night, which is I'm I'm never sure if I want to be watching it or not. It's very anxiety inducing. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god, Carrie's she's off her meds again. You know, like it's a (laughs) full disaster. I never got into
0: that show, but Uh, there's a few
1: good seasons. Yeah, yeah, peppered in there. But you know, I've got nothing else to do, so I'm going to watch it. Right. (laughs) Right. So I was watching it, and there's this scene where Carrie meets uh, another CIA agent. And the CIA agent is female and she's, like, complaining about how she never gets to go out in the field. Like, she doesn't get certain opportunities. And Carrie's just like, well, insist on it and don't complain and just slams the door in her face. And I was like, I kind of like that because it's Mm. like, have you really – like, sometimes asking for what you want – Like it's, it actually, even sometimes when I feel like I'm very, being very abundantly clear about something, it's still going through all these layers of interpretation.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and it also goes through layers of other people's experience. So they're like, you know, I've had people say to me like, oh, I thought you wanted me to communicate with you more. And I'm like, that doesn't mean a hundred Slack messages every five minutes.
0: Yeah, right. It means
1: like targeted, proper, like things that I need to know. Yeah.
0: So be specific.
1: Yeah. So I think I I was like, although, Carrie, I didn't appreciate your delivery, Mm -hmm. it is good advice to just be like, insist, like, over and over again. What do you want? Yeah. But, you know, like, also read the signs a little bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I also, you know, this kind of reminded me of, um, in terms of getting what you want, I was listening to that podcast that you recommended. Oh, yeah. The one about influence. So I'll link that in the show notes. It's called Eat, Sleep,
1: Work, Repeat by Bruce Daisley. Bruce
0: Daisley. He's at Twitter, right? He was. was, He was. He's
1: actually quit now to do the podcast full time.
0: Yeah. He's like a writer and all this stuff. Real smart guy, but also very, just like, you know, has very interesting people on his podcast. And this Mm. one was all about how to get people to listen to you Yeah. So how to and Be yeah. persuasive. Yeah. And it was just fascinating. I mean, a few things that came up that I was just like, oh, it's like pure sadness is um, <laughs> about the, like, beautiful people.
1: And, oh, like, I wanted to talk about that. That was one of my talking oh, points. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. So, th- so what Brittany is referring to is beauty privilege. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, like, when you're born and you're a beautiful baby, people are more likely to give you positive attention and energy, including people who aren't your mother or aren't related like you just have a nicer experience of life from the get go they also said
0: though something about how um other like other people will be more likely to give you more attention if you're a beautiful baby than like their own, own child, child.
1: <laughs> yeah that's a fact it's insane yeah. it's awful and and also when you um interview for jobs and when yeah. you ask for opportunities and when you basically when you're functioning in life um, if you're better looking, you get more opportunities. People react more positively to you. I
0: mean, I feel like that's nothing new, but it's just mm. so interesting that it's, like, really sci- – it's, it's, it's scientific. It's scientifically that's proven, and it's also, um like, unconscious for a yes. lot of people, right? Like, they don't realize that they're giving the pretty people more, like, yeah. more money or yeah. more opportunities or more promotions. It's just, like,
1: an innate – it's, like, a human thing. We mm. So I, my feeling is, like – when they say beauty privilege, in regular life, you don't actually need to be beautiful. You just need to be, it's my belief that you just need to be very well presented. If you want to get good opportunity. like uh, if you want to sort of make the most of this bad situation, which is always what we're trying to do, um, then just like make sure that you're always well presented. You have clean hair. Yeah. You have, you know, like you go to the dentist every year at least yes you know like make sure Don't that you look a healthy smelly person at work exactly make sure you're healthy clean you We're know together. like you there look are, well rested there are
0: things you can do mm. to be more attractive for
1: sure like- i i know all the tricks if <laughs> yeah. anyone needs any of them i'm literally making the best of what i got
0: it's so fa- it's just so fascinating because there's also they also then got into talking about how people like this, there's all these other kinds of unconscious bias towards like, if you you, like, there's certain characteristics that make people just think that you're more um, competent.
1: Yes. Right.
0: Yeah. And so the the pretty thing actually isn't one of those. Yes, things. Yes. Yes.
1: I I totally get that. Yeah, yeah. But
0: it's more of like uh, or the beautiful thing. It's it's more that you kind of look put together, and mm. you you know you you maybe like there are like, you know you look more reserved. I guess there was like actually unbelievably they did this study where people could out of a lineup they'd never heard the person talk or do <sighs> anything, but out of a lineup they could pick the politician that uh was gonna win yeah the election or whatever and they'd literally never heard of any of these people seen them before or heard Mm. them speak Mm. it's just fascinating
1: yeah i mean i actually like i i've been thinking especially over the last year i think this kind of occurred to me that um i really like the way i look for professional purposes because i'm like i'm brunette which is really good in terms of like yeah. being taken seriously as a woman i'm blonde
0: by the way in case yeah you didn't and know.
1: i literally it's i true. have to say Brittany, like i see people underestimating you all the flippin time i fucking love it and um yeah i love it too actually <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it means that you can only over deliver and you can surprise them
0: yeah i mean it's not always great obviously yeah but,
1: but it's also bullshit you know yeah. like don't underestimate me i'm definitely smarter than you sorry <laughs> fact sorry anyway yeah. Um, but I'm brunette. I'm a white woman, which is obviously an enormous privilege. Yeah. Um. I'm, like, not too tall, not too short. So if I really want to be eye to eye with a man, then I can wear some, like, business-type high-heel-ish thing. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Um. And I'm quite petite, but I'm not buxom. So I'm not, like… <laughs> what does see? the word buxom mean? Booby. I don't have big oh. boobs. <laughs> so I'm not, like… I'm not sexy. I'm just, like, a small… You know, like, little person. No, but seriously, like, these are things. Yeah. Okay. okay. Found- I'll take back the not sexy thing. I'm yeah, devastatingly definitely sexy. definitely sexy. But I'm not, like, booby. And I yeah. think for a lot of women, like, their big boobs could be an, an annoyance for them in the workplace. I think, yeah,
0: I think so, too, actually. You really have to Which cover them so- up,
1: otherwise guys are just going to be looking down your top the whole time. <sighs>
0: That's devastating. I've actually legitimately... I, so back to the whole like being underestimated thing. <laughs> Sorry. I legitimately uh, kind of love when... like, And this has happened to me a few times where I'll go to do like a, a talk somewhere or like a panel or something and I'll meet some people before the panel mm. and we'll be talking and they, they're very like disinterested, yeah, right? Yeah. And I can just feel it that, that, oh, yeah. that they're just kind of like, okay, yeah, nice to meet you, whatever. And then after the panel where they realize like, oh, she actually has some interesting things to say and maybe she's actually like a bit smart
1: oh, you know who would have thunk it so they're
0: all of a sudden they're like oh let's uh let's like can I get your contact and all of a sudden I'm like yeah I'm like yeah all right but I yeah. but I'm on to you yeah all right
1: yeah but I got I mean yeah what's whatever. the lesson here that I could think it's just like give everyone a chance totally don't jump to judgments it's fucking ridiculous and it's it only disadvantages you so it only true. makes you look like an idiot and it also means that you're not getting opportunities to work with people who might be really talented
0: another
1: thing that's been on my mind bert tell me i don't know if you guys know but i call Brittany Bert. I it's a long it. story. It is a long story. Um, so I, I, on my mind recently has been uh, my top tips for moving overseas. You want to hear them? Ooh,
0: this is something I get asked about all the flippin' time. Get
1: your notepads out. Just
0: in case you didn't know, Penny's from Australia. I'm from Canada. We both moved to Berlin, Germany. So we, we That's have right. some experience in this. Yeah. Please.
1: <laughs> yeah, some negative experience. No, I'm joking. <laughs> it's great. I love it. So my top tips is, number one, Try and get a job and don't go freelance immediately. Mm, because yeah. like that's a tip for me as a like that's my perspective. But I don't know how I would deal with not when I when I got a job in Germany, that's when I felt like I really arrived. I and that, that was months after I actually arrived.
0: So something about this that I would like to add is mm-hmm. if you think about it, there's all of these unknown things when you move to a new country yeah. um or a new continent. And you know, you have all of these, you know, there's a potentially a new language there's new government stuff Mm -hmm. there's Mm -hmm. like you have to do all of these things so if you can have just like one thing Mm. that's like sure as Mm. in a job one thing that you'd go to every day as like a ritual thing I think you're absolutely right it helps you settle so much faster
1: and also like it gives you automatic friends yes Which is so important because how else are you going to make friends if you're not, like, actually in an organization? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just – I'm a really big advocate of that. That's great. Secondly (laughs) – I've got sign up for the language lessons, even if it's just to make friends. (laughs) Absolutely. And I made some friends in language lessons, so I definitely um, agree with that. Mm -hmm. And then my third tip is a tip that my friend Alicia gave to me when I was moving here. She was like, just say yes to everything. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, even if it sounds terrible and it is terrible, go anyway. Yeah. You need to be doing everything. Unless
0: it's (laughs) (laughs) life-threatening.
1: That's true. Yeah. Or unless it's like... Illegal, right? Like don't, heavily illegal. Light illegal say yes is fine. To illegal activity. <laughs> um, and then the final thing is, it takes. I reckon it takes a solid year to feel good about the whole thing. So just know that in advance. Just be like, I'm about to accept a year of like really high highs and some pretty weird lows. Yes. I'm not going to say they're the low lows, but they're like. They're an, like there's a lot of like.
0: I found about the seven month mark. That's when I really was like. What
1: am I doing? What the fuck am I doing? Exactly. I had like a full identity crisis when I moved overseas because, like, when you don't have the context of your life around you, you realize that you're no, like, you're like, who am I as a person? Who am I? (laughs) And I've never had that feeling before.
0: What a fantastic way to like learn about yourself. It was the most, like, I definitely, it taught me so much about who I am, what I like, what I value, all those things. And I think I, I would just, I would so highly recommend if you have the opportunity to yeah. move abroad at some point, even if it's just for like one year, mm. you, sh- you got to do it.
1: Make it 18 months so you have a year of uncertainty and then six months of happiness. Up top.
0: That's a really good yeah. point. So <laughs> those
1: are my top tips. Do you have any others?
0: Um, I guess a couple of things that I would, I mean, I would kind of piggyback on the one, the say yes thing in terms of like, Just do all those cringy things like go to meetups, you know, like Mm. um, register, even if it's not language learning classes. Like, let's say you're moving somewhere where
1: maybe English is the or you speak the language. Yeah, exactly.
0: Then like sign up for
1: some kind of like. extra.
0: Yeah, some kind of learning. My writing
1: class is like the best thing that I did when I moved here. I signed Um, up for a creative writing class and I'd never written any fiction that I'd showed anyone. It was terrifying and like. I made so many friends and it was like a whole different level of myself that I didn't know existed.
0: Yeah. Really and I nice. think coming, I think going, if you're going to move abroad, trying not to have too many expectations, I think. Mm. I think a lot of people think it's going to be this like really romantic, amazing time and it might be. Yeah. but it also might not be. And just like, oh, yeah. you know, don't like put too much pressure on yourself.
1: For sure. And also if you're moving overseas because you've had a breakup and you want a fresh start, just remember this one thing. Wherever you go, there you are. Yeah. Like, you can't escape yourself. So if there are bigger underlying issues, don't expect a move to a new country where you don't know anyone yeah, or don't know many people. Don't have a job, don't have a home, don't have a cat, don't have a mum. Yeah. That could be bad. That could be a bad idea.
0: I agree. <laughs> I totally agree.
1: Um, so just think that through really carefully and think about how you're going to approach it in, yeah. in terms of, like, not expecting it to solve any problems for right. you but maybe
0: giving maybe expecting it to give you the the time that you need to figure out whatever it is you yeah. need to figure out. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much all I would say though. I I just highly recommend it to
1: everybody pretty much. I have just this is like what year is it now? 2020. So I'm 4 years too late. This podcast came okay. out in 2016. <laughs> okay. It's the Gimlet Media startup podcast. Mm-hmm. And um they do a series on Dove Chani, Dove Chani who is the founder of American Apparel. Mhm. And this guy is a flipping—he's clearly a genius. Right. He's got this like obsessive tendency towards t-shirts, which has just—and he's got the vision and everything. Like he's, there's he's no doubt. Br-
0: I mean, the, he's a brilliant marketer as well. Like he just knows exactly what 100%. he's doing. hundred percent.
1: Yeah. But he's also like a he, disgusting person. A disgusting person. He he essentially like raped members of his stuff. And what he did was he he's like forty seven at this time, right? Mm-hmm. So he starts achieving some success. And then he starts plucking, like, 18-year-old girls out of obscurity. Yeah. And some of them have, like, mums at home with cancer and these girls are, like, supporting their whole family. So vulnerable. this job is, like, highly important to them mm-hmm. and they're getting paid well above the industry average and they've got this health care and so on and so forth. And he just basically, like, uses that against so that he can get what he wants sexually. <sighs> There's one girl who's, like, he flies her from her hometown to L.A., he doesn't let her bring a bag so she's got nothing um and then he takes her straight to his bedroom and like gives her a vibrator and tells her to use it and I was just like that really I mean like I cannot imagine anything more humiliating and like degrading so if you're a man out there and you think that (sighs) that women have it I mean like honestly it's just some of the stuff that happens but anyway yeah the question I wanted to ask was yeah what do we do with these guys who are like really talented, but also they do terrible things? What what is that dynamic?
0: What has has he been like charged with anything or anything? He's else? starting.
1: Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, can't, I think happened. he. I think a lot of them settled out of court and took yeah, payments, yeah, and yeah. they also had to sign non disclosure agreements, so they couldn't say anything about it.
0: Yeah. So I've been recently having um, similar conversations because. Um, Louis C.K. is coming to Berlin. Yeah, right. And a couple of comedians are, like, in charge of kind of, like, producing his show here. Mm. Um, A couple of comedians that I know. So, you know, the conversation, of course, amongst all of the comedians is, like... Is
1: this ethical?
0: Yeah, like, Mm. should we be supporting someone who's clearly done so many people wrong in the Mm. past and is is not necessarily, um, you know, he never, like... Did he actually? Is he remorseful for what he's done, or did he just, you know, like? Mm. And it's just this and dynamic. And also, of is like, it a
1: sin or is it a crime?
0: Well, yeah, exactly. I think that for what he did, it was more of a sin.
1: Yeah, for I sure. I mean, I, I guess agree it's.
0: I mean, I guess it's a little bit of a crime because apparently, allegedly, he also kind of, you know, his people. Uh, so basically, Louis, uh, should we be talking about this? Yes, okay. absolutely. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Louis C.K. basically, what he did was he um, asked women. He did get their uh, verbal consent to basically pleasure himself in front of them, right? Ooh. And then what happened was these were all comedians. He jerked this, off. He jacked <laughs> off, and so these were all comedians that were, uh, you know, a part of this whole thing. You know, they'd be meeting and like up and
1: coming up and coming female, female, comedians. female comedians. Sorry, I just so
0: basically. Um, he would do that and then they would, you know, whatever, say yes because they felt maybe obliged or or awkward awkward or they felt like he's in this position of power so we, we have to basically do this. And then, if they brought it up at a later date, like, with his manager or, like, reported it to someone in the, you know, they'd basically get, like, blacklisted Yeah. the of shows, yeah. right? So it's, like, it's not only that he did this really inappropriate thing to these women, but also potentially… He used his
1: power. Yeah,
0: destroyed their
1: comedian careers, yeah. I mean, that's just… So that is where it bus. goes.
0: Yeah, that's where it gets, like for me i'm like ugh, you
1: know yeah um yeah the but- other thing i want to know is i i realize that once you're a, an established professional like dove or like louis and you proved yourself once right yeah so everyone in the industry is like we know that that person's talented mm-hmm. but the thing that i would love to see is people thinking okay that person fucked up they had their opportunity now they have to go away and we give the opportunity to someone who's never done anything bad. Yeah. Okay, never done anything bad. That's an exaggeration. We've to all done bad extent. things. Yeah, yeah. But like never never abused their power, never sexually assaulted anyone. Yeah. You know, wouldn't that be nice?
0: I guess I just I I guess I I feel like if he would have if I would have felt like he was actually sorry, mm. like sorry that he did those things and sorry for what it did to other people. But I really felt like he, he wasn't. was just sorry that he got caught. A hundred percent.
1: And did you hear about his comedy show? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he was just like, c- look how much money I
0: lost. Bah, bah, bah. Yeah. yeah. That was his whole thing. Yeah. Real it's garbage like, to guy. me, That's like, OK, that's kind of that's just shit. So to me, it's like, I don't care how creative you are. I don't care what a genius you are or how intelligent or, mm. you know, whatever. I don't know. If you're not a good person, I'm out.
1: And also, I, d- I think, like, those people have been given an opportunity. It's yeah. not – they always say, like, I've worked so hard for this. It's like, dude, like, everybody works hard. Right. Pretty much everybody works hard. Yeah. Like, you've been offered something and you fucked it up. Yeah. No one else fucked it up for you. Yeah.
0: Totally. Yeah. Anyway.
1: Fuck that noise. Fuck
0: that noise. Yeah,
1: don't sexually harass anyone. (gasps) Just don't. It's exhausting. You know, I was walking home the other night and whenever I'm walking home, like, and it's dark and it's nighttime, I I check over my shoulders all the time because I listen to too much true crime. Yes. So I'm like, I'm sure I'm going to get murdered, but I'm just hoping it's later rather than sooner. (laughs) And quick. (laughs) And quick. Just a quick, like, knock over the head or something. Anyway. (laughs) Um, I always turn around to check if there's someone behind me because I often have earphones in, and I know as a woman you're not supposed to do that for far out. Like, Gotta let me listen. live. When are you going
0: to listen to your pods? Let me live
1: before I die. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I was walking home, and I turned to check behind me, and there was actually a guy there. But he was like a 19-year-old guy with like a pizza in his hands. And I turned around, and I was just like, <gasps> and oh I fully God. freaked out. And he was like, oh, my God, I i'm sorry and i'm like no no sorry it's my fault i just actually didn't expect to see anyone there because he walked up very quietly i was so scared like
0: i'm sorry that i scared like he's just like he couldn't have been more innocent there was this
1: massive pizza in his hands and he was like a little like clearly the no threat whatsoever that's great and he kept saying sorry sorry and i'm like it's not your fault at all (laughs) it's really fine
0: but also, like,
1: my boyfriends in the past have said, like, or one boyfriend um, used to be, like, what do I do? Like, when I'm walking behind yeah. someone and they're clearly yeah. – and I'm, like, just stop. Just let her get away. You know what I mean? Really? Okay. Stop or cross the road. Yeah. Like, if, if you're a man walking behind a girl at night, right at night and they look, like, nervous about it, just stop and let them walk away. Yeah, or cross the road.
0: Yeah, I like that. The cross the road. What do
1: thing. you think about that? You were surprised well, by that.
0: I'm just. I I think it's like. I don't know. I just feel like it's this, um, this kind of funny thing where guys like I just I just hate the idea of guys feeling like predators when they're not
1: even like you know they're
0: not a predators but they're like they're meant to be like. I need to like figure out how I can look less
1: like a predator. You know? I don't think they should think of it that way. I yeah. think they should think of it in a way that women have to do so many things to feel safe. Yeah, and th- and men can easily do one thing to make us feel safe. That's it.
0: Hey guys, you know sometimes you got to talk about the real shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Totally. And, I mean, it was involving work. I feel good yeah, about
1: it. I feel fine about it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> these are the things that are. These are the innards of our brains.
1: Yes, the guts of the
0: organization. The guts
1: of our brains, <laughs> the mind. Brittany, oh. we are totally bonkers after this week. It's I been a very.
0: It's been a bit hectic.
1: I feel tired.
0: I feel exhausted, <laughs> and I'm doing. So today's Valentine's Day. We're recording this on Friday. Oh my god. Um, and I am doing a comedy show tonight. Um, that's Valentine's Day themed I put air quotes in there because I don't know what that means but.
1: that means like you're really gonna tear into Philip aren't you
0: yeah <laughs> you I are should. gonna
1: insult the shit out just of your boyfriend and
0: he's gonna be there as well so I'll just like look dead in the like look at him straight in the eyes as I'm doing it as well
1: <laughs> That'd be great. Sexy. Yeah, exactly. Um, Brittany got me a Valentine's Day present and I cried. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to cry. And she's like, oh, that's cute. And I'm like, no, I'm serious. I'm going to cry.
0: And then I'm like, literally best reaction ever. <laughs> Perfect. That's what you want yeah. when you give a gift. You want the person to be so touched that they cry. Just yes. kidding. Not always, but sometimes, sometimes it's okay. Sometimes, Yeah. yeah. Uh, Anyway, thanks so much for listening, y'all. We love you. We love you guys.
1: Uh, Enjoy your week at work
0: and don't be a dick. (laughs) That's our new sign-off, by the way. Let us know if you like it. Okay, bye. (laughs) Bye.